If you're growing a business or just thinking about launching a startup, this is definitely the podcast for you. This is Fast Forward, brought to you by Tech Manchester. We support early stage tech focused businesses. Each week, we'll dive into the issues that we know keep entrepreneurs awake at night. We'll chat to experts who'll share their tips and advice on how to handle everything from raising finance, making your first hire, to getting your company noticed on social media or in the press. Running a business is a roller coaster. It's exhilarating, but it's pretty damn scary at times too. We're here to help you get your business off the ground and hopefully get a better night's sleep. It's hosted by me, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. Standing in a tin shed, waiting for the van to come. Oh, friend, have you seen where my golden tickets be? Present like the fear from above, believers like we've never been in love. We're only gazing at stars on the ceiling. Welcome back to Fast Forward. Summer, or what we know to be summer, continues here on campus at UK Fast in Manchester. And I really enjoy the brighter mornings as it encourages me to get out, get outside at seven o'clock in the morning and get a run under my belt uh, before the day starts. This morning I had company, uh, Karim West, one of my colleagues on campus. He's training for the Sulphur 10K and I'm training for the Great North Run, but we both needed a bit of motivation this week. Uh, so we found each other in the kitchen and decided to run this morning together. And it's one of the things I love about the culture here. Uh, it's the support that we find and also the shared passion for well-being. And we're going to come back to culture again later on in the in the podcast. Um, but what are we here to talk about today? We're here to talk about running businesses is hard. It requires an incredible amount of work if you've done it. And whilst you might have grand plans that your business is going to do amazing things, change the world, bring financial security or, or help give you a better work-life balance, whatever it might be, it's not always a bed of roses and stuff jumps out to, uh, you know, bite you in the bum. Especially in the early years, uh, when you're starting out, it can feel like there's a mountain of challenges um, that you need to overcome on a daily basis. The roller coaster highs and lows are, you know, moment to moment. Over the course of the next few weeks, we want to bring to you some of the stories of founders at all stages of building their business. You won't find any sugarcoating. We'll tell you exactly how it is. Um, just honest, real stories and loads of actionable advice. So today I have Leon Milnes in the studio. He's one of the founders of the digital recruitment firm We Are Adam. The business that they have was started with a vision to transform the perception of recruitment. And it has offices in Manchester and London with 20 consultants specialising in marketing, digital, HR, recruitment. But it hasn't all been plain sailing. The company were hit hard with the financial crash in 2009 and that had a very deep personal impact. We'll also find out a little bit about workplace culture, how it's evolving and how the best companies are attracting and retaining top talent. Welcome, Leon, to the studio. Thank you, Trish. Thanks for having me. Really good to be here. So let's start at the beginning. Um, I think you and I left the university um, in the same kind of um, idea in that we didn't have one. We had no clue what it was that we actually <laughs> wanted to do. Well, I, we had half a clue. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, then you were more than I did. Um, Tell us a bit about uh, you. What did you study at university and how come that wasn't leading you into a career and what did you decide to do? Yeah, well, um, I'll keep it short short and sharp. I, I sort of fell into uh, 
fell out of university having uh, graduated in French and Spanish. Um, I think the reason why I, I, I did that course was because it was a four-year four year course and I had the opportunity to spend 18 months in, uh, in France and Spain. Which, Very good reasons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Indulging in every aspect of both cultures. Uh, and I'm a big foodie, so that, yeah. that was great for me. Culture immersification. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I, I graduated and literally I was scratching my head going, what the hell do I do now? Um, lots of my friends were, were were doctors and lawyers and all, and fell into that that kind of stuff that pursued that. But I definitely wasn't going to uh, zig in, in in that direction. So uh, as 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 most good recruiters that I've met over the years, we we fall into the industry. Yeah. Um, I opened up a black book of like, who the hell do I know? Who's going to be able to help me get onto this um, this business ladder? So I opened up opened up a black book, started speaking to people. And I fortuitously uh, ended up landing a job. I think they took a bit of a punt on me. Landing a job at a, um, a FTSE, FTSE 100 PLC. Um, and I worked uh, worked for them for five years. Can you and, say who it was? Yeah, I'm more than happy to. So uh, Michael Page. Okay. Um, lots of people have lots of good things to say about them. And then on the flip side, lots of people have negative uh, things to say about them. But for me, it was a great experience. Somewhere to cut your teeth. Uh, I cut my teeth. Um Imagine the Wolf of Wall Street, but on steroids. (laughs) That was how it was. It was absolutely bonkers. Um, But it was a great uh, to go from being a student to working pretty brutal 12, 14 hour days, five days a week. It was it was a great, um, a great place for me to learn, but not not a place that totally aligned with where I wanted to see my future. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm definitely an entrepreneur at heart. um, And I wanted to set something up. Off, off my own bat and you know build a business build a business where what was important was was people really people centric and where we could make a meaningful contribution to people in their lives um while also you know making money but doing it for the right reasons and and building long-term relationships with people so how long had you been at michael page before you decided to make that jump Oh, good question. It was probably probably three or four years or so, mm-hmm. um, and I was very lucky that my uh, my business partner at the time was was a, a, a manager in the business as well. Okay. So uh, it was a, a classic cliche one afternoon when we were play, out playing golf and having a chat and going, "Come on, there must be something that we can do together. Yeah, we can do this better. We, we've got a shared dream, a shared vision. Let's let's do this better. Let's really focus on people and let's really focus on building a business that where, where the foundation is about you know fostering long term relationships." Um, and that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, so that was fourteen years ago, I think. If I can, uh, if I can look back on that, it seems like, it seems like a lifetime ago. But <laughs> dare I ask uh, what your hell... golf handicap was at the time? <laughs> did you have one? Uh, yeah, well, I've I always wanted to be a professional golfer. Okay, that was that was my pipe dream, but I was never never quite good enough. But I play a five now, and I've fluctuated between sort of three and a half and and seven. So. I'm still doing all right. I can yeah. still hold my own on the golf course. Yeah, so it sounds like you've got the work-life balance. Uh, I think we need more time on the golf course, Trish. Okay. Um, but that's where I'm aspiring. Yeah, I'm aspiring <laughs> to spending more time on the golf course. As an aspiring novice golfer, I'll be picking, a few, picking your brains after that. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys, you know, you had golf. You went, we can do this better. We know what we want to do. As a, and that sounds like that was the inspiration behind um, we are Adam. Is that what it launched as, or did it become that? Or yeah, so the well, the inspiration. Where did the name come from? Yeah, well, uh, again, there's a story. Neither of you are called Adam. No, absolutely <laughs> not. So there's there is a story that you know, we. So imagine, you know, Michael Page, FTSE uh, one hundred company, massive bayam off of a business, 
thousands of employees around the around the globe. Um, we wanted to be uh, represent the antithesis to that, where mm. it was all about people, all about really getting to know people, and all about delivering um, a, a service, but a service that just wasn't a, a transaction. It was about a service that would be over a, a number of years. So when we went to our um, branding agency and started chewing the cud about yeah, the brainstorm, it was about what, what ex- exactly do you want to represent? What do you want to stand for? And and that's where it all came about, sort of the the, the, the whole ethos and heartbeat of who we are and what we do is get to, getting to know us from Adam. So we've mm. taken that phrase uh, of, oh, we don't know okay. you from Adam to, yeah. and flipping it. And so that is that is very much at the heartbeat, as I say, and the ethos and the, the, everything of what we do and, and what drives all of us day in, day out, every day. Nice. Nice spin. Um, so the core product that we are, Adam, offer, um, what does it help to solve and how? Um, so when I sit down with business owners or any anyone within business, we you know we do ask, what are your key challenges? What keeps you up at night? And I would say, a hundred percent of the time, one of the well, it's one of the top three is about finding people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest challenge nowadays is is as the market is evolving, is how do you how do you a identify the best talent? Then how do you attract it? How do you land it? And then how do you retain it? So, I guess the position we're trying to to fill is being strategic talent partners to to growing clients or ambitious clients, clients who who are on a vision, who have a vision, who are on a journey somewhere, and who really place emphasis and put people at the at the heart of everything that they do. Um, regardless of what what you do as a business as a business owner or as a business, your people are your greatest asset, and we help businesses really look at their talent attraction strategy and how they can really evolve their culture to as I say, identify, but then hold on to the very best people. Mm. Um, if we look back on your own um, finder journey, obviously you co-founded um, and uh, built the business from 2005. Yeah. Um, but you, when we look at your own sort of business journey, um, you've had your own challenges along the way. Um, and that, I guess that's what the focus of this kind of mini-series is, is about what are those challenges and how did you overcome them? And this isn't about the kind of the networking. Oh, everything's brilliant. It's like what you know. What was that really like for you guys? And and how did you face them? And and because obviously you've successfully overcome them. We're sitting here, you know, fourteen years later. Yeah. Um, well, how long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> Forty-two minutes. <laughs> it's definitely not been a bed of roses. Um, I wish I could sit here and say it has. It's been mm-hmm. an absolute roller coaster. Um, yeah, so we launched in 2005, 2006, and literally the first few years were just hustle. It was brilliant. And that's, that, for me, was just every day was, was, was a challenge. It was a win, lose, or draw. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every phone call you made to a potential client, every meeting you got, it was just, you know, it was high-five scenario. You yeah. know, it was great. It was brilliant. And I love that. The buzz. Um, and, yeah, the buzz, you know, that day-to-day buzz. Um, and we grew steadily. We grew. We grew pretty well. We, you know, our story about this is what we're trying to do was very much against the whole genre of recruitment at the time, where recruitment back in the day was just about um, bums on seats, volume, mm-hmm. quantity, scatter, scatter gun approach. We were yeah. the total antithesis to that, and people bought into that, um, and they knew we were absolutely one hundred percent putting our passion and, and everything on the line to, to make that a reality. Um, so we we won lots of lots of great clients. Uh, lots of clients work with us on a retained basis, exclusive basis. 
and we started to scale. We we thought, okay, well let's just let's 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 go big now. We you know that big hairy audacious goal that we had, mm-hmm. and and so we we um, upscaled our office from a thousand square foot and committed to a five year lease on a three thousand square foot office uh, in Wilmslow, which is where we were at the time. Yeah, and that was just before the financial crisis of 2009 sank its teeth and so we'd probably gone from a £30,000 per annum lease to a £100,000 per annum lease plus a circa £75,000 to £100,000 fit out Mm. to make the whole HQ look and feel how we wanted it to feel and then the markets just crashed overnight and it was like shit (laughs) what do we do now so we traded through it Mm -hmm. um Myself and my business partner, we 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 made the call that that we would be the ones that would would suffer financially. So we actually didn't pay ourselves for about twelve months. Mm-hmm. That obviously has an, has an impact on um, one's own mental health. But yeah. ten years ago, mental health wasn't talked about. It wasn't even discussed. No, I don't think people um, recognised it was a thing. It was just that's what happened. It's just what happened. You yeah. know, you dealt with stress in a way that you dealt with stress, yeah. and you know, probably. Yeah, and everybody back then was feeling it. Yeah, and I, you know, I've, I've always been big into my own health and fitness, but I think back in back in those days, you probably do turn to things that you shouldn't do, like alcohol. Probably yep. drink a little bit too much. Um, but we got through it, and we always said we we would get through it, and we wanted to be, you know, one of our key values is being honest to ourselves, and we were totally honest about how we how we how we were going through it, everything with our, our employees at the time, and we we traded through it. You know, mm. we. We got down to I think the last few thousand pounds in our bank account, mm-hmm. which was a pretty scary moment. Um, but ten years down the line, you know, we're we bound. You know, you, I think all these lessons help you bounce back and learn and make you stronger. And I feel far more adaptable now as an individual and yeah. far more equipped to deal with challenges, no matter what size they are. Um, and I, you know, I, I I love a good challenge, you know. <laughs> Running your own business is a is a day to day battle, and yeah. you have to dodge bouncers, deal with them in whatever way, shape, size, or form that they're thrown at you. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was that was a, one of probably the biggest challenge we've had to we've had to get through. I think it's one of those things that if you can survive a recession, it's those that survive a recession that come out stronger the other side. But it does come at a at a cost. You've touched upon um, sort of the mental impact that that had on you. And I would imagine you had staff that you had to let go impact on your personal life as well in terms of not taking a salary home for, for 12 months and also having to let people go and the impact that has on their families and knowing those people at all. The link between sort of the personal and the business when you're a business owner are they're intertwined. They're not they're not separate. Yeah, it was a bit of a perfect storm for me, actually. You, you know, you're talking about personal lives and I, I think we as individuals do brush over the personal challenges that we have in conjunction with professional challenges. And during the during the time, my father sadly uh, was diagnosed with cancer. Thankfully, he's still around and live and yeah. kicking. Hey, and, Dad. Uh, hey, Dad. Um, and causing trouble, which is yeah. what he's, uh, he's... What's your dad's name? Uh, John. Hey, John. Um, <laughs> I think you'd get on well with him, actually. He's a cheeky, cheeky chappy. Um, but, yeah, so that was, you know, that, that was a, a big blow um, mm. to us all, to the family. That, um, and that was a, a big 12 months of convalescing for him. And and um, the the triple blow was um, sadly I went through a divorce as well. Um, my ex wife and I, Jill, were still very friendly, so we just we just weren't meant to be together. But I think looking at the business challenges and how I dealt with those business challenges might have had a, a, a detrimental impact on on the my personal relationship with with Jill. But 
uh, as I say, you 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 learn, you um, uh, you become wiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually getting married for the second time next year to Lottie. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> so um, yeah, we, we're going again, and it's you know life is life is good, life's yeah. great, and you know it's uh, you can't put life on hold. You no, know, we, we get one chance on this mortal coil, and that's it. I'm a great believer. I'm going to make uh, take every every opportunity to to live it to the best. Yeah, my good friend Deirdre Robinson says you're here for a good time, not, not a, long a long time. time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a great believer in that. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like, you know, we talk about some of the most stressful things that you can do in your life, which is, you know, moving house, getting married, getting divorced, building a business. You kind of were doing them all at the at the same time. Um, but I think it takes when you get through those types of things, it, uh, it makes you think about sort of what's the worst that can happen. Exactly. You know, exactly. I've, and I've survived. The worst things have happened and yeah. it's been OK. Well, eventually it becomes OK. Yeah. Yeah. So these are good lessons to, to Yeah, learn. exactly. No, I agree with you on that. So we talked about a bit of the few of the lows, um, but it is an entrepreneur's journey. So no doubt there are some ecstatic highs. What has been your highs um, to date over the 14, 14 years? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there must have been loads. But I, th- I think one that stands out... Other than me- this podcast. <laughs> oh, well, exactly. You beat me to it there. Can we edit that? I think for me... Um, I feel really privileged when business owners uh, entrust me and entrust our business with helping them find the very best people so that they can realize their own business ambition and journey because it is is such a responsibility. Um, I think we've probably all worked in businesses where they've had a great culture and you add great people to that culture and the the Mm -hmm. positive impacts that it has on the business, but we've probably all worked in businesses where you find the wrong person and the, mm-hmm. the, the, the ripple effect of negativity that causes. So as I say, I'm, I feel very privileged that I've worked with some amazing businesses, um, globally recognized brands and help them shape the future of their business. So that, that for me has been a big high, but continues to be a big high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think secondly, seeing people that I've uh, hired and seeing them grow, yeah, develop, the and flourish, the satisfaction. Um, yeah, I'm, I love coaching people, and I get a buzz out of seeing people embracing the, the methodologies and the tools and the learnings that, that I've learned over the years. And seeing these people, as I say, fly is, is, is amazing for me. That gives me my, the, the, the biggest buzz um, daily. Mm. Um, and another big... Another big uh, I guess flag waver for me is we. I went down to London to launch our London business about about four years ago, and not not that we've tried to replicate what we've done up north, but we've just tried to really focus on what we're what we're bloody good at, yeah. and the success we've had in a, such a short space of time by helping owner managed businesses in London um, grow and become more successful is again for me a really um, a really really satisfying. Mm. Um, and a meaningful contribution that we're making to to people's lives. You know, at the end of the day, our our our, our guiding uh, principles at Adam are, are, is, is transforming lives. Yeah. Um, whilst we're not saving lives, we are <laughs> making yeah, having a massive impact on helping people grow their lives and grow their careers. And yeah, yeah I think over the last fourteen years, I've probably placed a handful of people, maybe three or four times over that over that period. Yeah, but they keep coming back to you. They keep coming back and I've seen them grow from 
you know, the, the, the first rung of the ladder and some of them are now chief execs, some of them have performed management buyouts. Mm-hmm. And seeing that is is, is really satisfying. Yeah, yeah. within within those that. within those businesses I that, that I placed them. Yeah, I no, it's cool. It. It's really yeah. cool. Um and when they, they then come back to us and say, Right, Leon, I want you to build our business for us. Mm. Uh, or you and you and the, the great team, Adam. You know that that for me is fulfilling, and it, it really makes me sit back and go. Do you know what we've uh, we've, we've we've we're making a positive impact on yeah. the uh, on on the Manchester and London business scene. Um, tell me how you've observed workplace culture um, evolving over this past sort of twenty years. How has that changed, and in, in terms of what are the changes that you've seen? Well, it's <clears throat> dramatically. Um, well, I think looking at look at my own personal experience, um, it's uh, yeah the, the the culture that I walked into was a was a was a an eight to eight. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were late by literally thirty seconds to a minute, you were castigated and sent to McDonald's to buy people breakfast. Okay. Um, if you weren't on the phone, um, people might come over and check that the phone's working. <laughs> you know, all yeah. the all the all the old school yeah. sort of. Um, Stay standing until you close your first sale today. And yeah, all, one of those. You know, shaming. And, yeah. Shaming um, sales cultures. Which, if there are younger generations listening to that now, they think, what? What are you did talking that about? Exist? Are you, <laughs> yeah. you guys bonkers? Um, but that did happen. And I think if there are businesses in that day and age, in this day and age, that are operating like that, good luck to you, trying How to do you find, still have a staff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good luck to you trying to uh, get your next future generation of leaders. So. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'd, I'd rather not look at the, the past. Uh, I'd rather I'd rather look at now because I'm buzzing off the um, the working environment and the culture and how it's evolving and how how we as business owners are actually listening to what the next generation of people want and mm. how they want to work and the best ways to get the the, the best out of people. Um, I think now it's all about outcomes um, and the, the the best businesses I work with really focus on an individual and their outcome, not about are you in the office from nine till five? But what are you doing? Um, what are you doing to to make sure that you are are, are making a meaningful contribution to the, the bigger picture or the vision that the said company is, is striving towards? And when I go and, and talk to business owners and they articulate the vision, they articulate where they're at now and what they're looking to do and what the next three to five years mm-hmm. looks like. Um, and I go out there and start talking to people. You can just see that those people are absolutely in, 100% engaged. They know exactly why they're doing what they're doing, what it's going to mean, what it's going to mean to them personally, which I think is the most important thing. Really understand how that aligns with um, individual ambitions. So to the candidate, for example, yeah. you mean? Yeah. So the, the company's able to communicate that where it feeds into their own values? Totally. Okay. Totally. So, and that's that's what that's what makes, that's what makes everything, um, that's what makes people want to work hard for a business. Yeah. When they know that what they what they're going to achieve for that business aligns with what what they want to get out of their own personal lives, but the um, like I say, the cultures are changing massively now, and I love the the the, the flexibility that people can have mm. um, to work from home, to um, do their work how they want to do it. Um, I've heard a phrase the other day at WFA. Not so WFH is working from home. WF, yeah. WFA is working from anywhere. Oh, nice! I think that's great. You know, we can work from Every anywhere. Every day's a learning day. Yeah, exactly. We can all work anywhere yeah. as long as we're doing what we need to do. Yeah, we all have the technology now yeah, in our hands. Yeah, exactly. more than the technology that put us on the moon. Apparently, it's all in our smartphones. Ah. more technology in your smartphone. Um, but how do how do they do it? So they so companies have got much better at building a better cost, uh, culture. 
um, listening to the future um, generations of employees and, and, and reacting and responding and, and building out things that would um, build it, buy into their, tie into their values. Yep. But then how do they, so they've done all that work, so how do they then go about identifying um, that talent that they're looking for? So how do they go the other way? How do they find that person to um, to be able to communicate that to? And then how do they attract that person and then ultimately retain them? Because that's the secret sauce, isn't it? Everybody yeah. wants to know. Oh, they give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> you teed that one up for me, didn't you? Um, no, above and beyond that, I think, um, yeah, I think I think we all need to be, you know, I, I liken hiring talent to a new business pipeline. Mm. Um, they're both the same. You know, if you turn one tap off, that could be terminal for your business. So I think the analogy I use is what what do we all do now from a new business perspective to put ourselves in the in the in the in the shop window to to win yeah. new business to win new clients. Yeah. Regardless of what it is, it's having a great social media um, strategy, being being in the right place at the right time, having events, doing stuff like this is, is really cool. Um, and it's exactly the same on, on identifying and attracting talent. You know, talent now, the right talent will want will be following businesses across so many different platforms. They yeah. want to be, you know, I think everything is so much, much so much more accessible now. Um, the shop window is is vast, and you can just look in there and start really seeing about what what the business looks like. Um, but in terms of, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that the strategy that a lot of my clients use is, is always be hiring, always be meeting people. Yeah. Because you don't you don't know what is around the corner when you're going to win that that big new exciting client. And you're going to need to land someone. Yeah. And when people make mistakes is when we need to do something quickly, and it's ill thought through. And you don't go through the motions that you need to go through for yeah. that candidate or those candidates to meet the right people. So if you have a pipeline of great people coming through, you're not going to make the mistakes of um, hiring the wrong individual, which will then prove costly, which could then... Yeah, negative for everybody. Just, yeah, it's just, it creates a bad, a, a, bad, a bad sense in the culture and all sorts. So um, let's say that we're not uh, an established SME with a, a bit of a resource behind that and I'm a startup who's making my first hire or maybe my second. How can I do the same thing? Like I'm, you know, hypothetically, I'm a founder trying to do it all already. How do I do that same thing? How do I always make sure that I'm visible and people are seeing me and I'm starting to build that culture of when there's only me, yeah. you know, or maybe me and one other? How did, how did they um, do it? It's a different challenge, isn't it? I think it's bloody difficult, if I'm being dead honest. Yeah. Yeah. How did you do it? <laughs> Back I, in your day. I, I can't remember. It was that long ago. <laughs> Pre-Facebook. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was that long ago. I think the best things now is, I think, what, think about what's unique about what you're doing. There's mm-hmm. so many cool businesses in the tech space. Let's, let's look at the yeah. tech space that are trying to fix massive problems. And I think if, you're, if you've got a uniqueness about what you're doing, and you really are going to go on a, on a journey that's going to be stratospheric. Yeah, I think that is the and that is what what people are buying into now. Um, we all know there's a shortage of great tech people in. in let's look at the northwest, for instance. Yeah. The whole world. <laughs> the whole world. Yeah. So why are people staying with one business or leaving one business to go to another business? It's about something really exciting. It's about solving massive problems mm-hmm. and really buying into the individuals that are at the helm of the business. I think. Yeah. I don't know if that's answered your question. It's, it, it's, well, no, I think it's, it's. I think everybody has their story to tell. You know, yeah. even if I'd have, we'd have done this podcast in 2005, you would have had a story to tell. You would have been able to sell the idea that you were in Michael Page and you and your co-founder thought it would be you could go and do it better for yourself. 
and that this is the thing that you want to this is the thing you want to build you can buy into that straight away yeah like yeah i want to go and do that you know i want to go and do that with them yeah i think it is inspirational leaders you know i think people want to be inspired by yeah people want to be inspired by people on a daily basis and if if you if you create an energy about Mm -hmm. where you are now and where you're going to go then you you, you you're not going to struggle to get people to come with you and then how do you hang on to them Oof, that's a $64 million, $64 million <laughs> question, isn't it? Um, how do you hang on to them? So I think you've got to understand what, what they, they as individuals want to get out of their career, short, medium, long term. So mm-hmm. you can understand where they want to be in three years and put together a personal development plan yeah. to, to ensure that. Um, then there's remuneration that is aligned with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say overpay. Pay people for what they're worth and the value that they're going to add to the business, but listen to what they want. Listen to where they want to be um, within that three, four, five year period, or however yeah. long you're going to get them to. Um, so there's that. There's the cultural aspect of it, as we've talked about, keeping a really great, fresh, energetic culture. Um, a working environment is also really important. I'm not just saying having bean bags and, and all that yeah. cool stuff. That's that's the soft, the paraphernalia, but. Just a great open working environment, open working culture, and just build a great team around people. That's yeah. that's what people want nowadays. And you can do that with very little, um, as as much as you can do it with with quite a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the 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 beginnings of our incubator downstairs, but it's like a million miles away from being ready, and we call it the very rustic experience downstairs for the startups that were that we have down there. Yeah. Um, and we have our little campsite kitchen and everything, but that will grow and evolve over the next uh, twelve months, and we'll have this, you know, in not the distant future, fabulous. And what a buzz! That's, what a buzz yeah. that's going to be for you guys, seeing seeing that go from from what it is now to to where it's going to go. That's it, and there's a whole bunch of people that are coming on on that journey with us, so everyone will appreciate that um, that story. Brilliant. I think one of the points I just wanted to add on that is um, a sense of inclusion. Um, I think as business owners, we we have to over-communicate nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, employees want to feel like they are up to speed with 100% of communications, whether it's good news, bad news, indifferent news. Yeah, um, so, part of it. Yeah, exactly. Make them feel part of it. Make them feel as though they, they have a sense of ownership. Yeah. So the, the best leaders that I've met over the years massively over-communicate. And they you know people feel like as i say they are absolutely 100% part of a business of the of the journey that you're going on yeah. and no one expects it to be absolutely rosy day in day out it's not no if, if it was i'd, I'd be asking <laughs> questions um and may, and and this sense of sort of empower people to to do the job that they're going to do mm. um the more you set people free in a business the more they're going to learn the more they're going to make their own mistakes the more they're going to feel like they're, they're developing as individuals yeah. and that's what that's what everyone wants yeah growth mindset exactly so what about you and we are adam then what's the most exciting thing on the horizon and what's your vision of success um so we've well we've just over the last couple of months we've just we've just purchased an office yeah in the congratulations Quarter. so that's uh that's been really cool that's taken up quite a bit of time so yeah. we're we're in. And you bought it. We've bought it. Yeah. yeah we're Very in. different from leasing. Uh, yes. It's great to have our own HQ, our, mm-hmm. the place we can actually call home. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're in. We've knocked a few walls about and done all that kind of good stuff. But over the next uh, couple of months or so, we're really going to put our creative standpoint on it. Uh, I am not the most creative people. Mm-hmm. So um, Richard isn't either. But what we've done is we've set up a, a, we've got a creative team in-house and they are just flourishing and, and running with it and... Uh, and cracking on and making making the, the building place. it right yeah, just the, the the theme we're going for we want a home from home theme yeah 
So it's uh, it's great to see the guys embracing it and loving it and, and really taking taking ownership of. Will we uh, see log fires? <laughs> um, sadly, well, maybe maybe on the balcony, not indoors, not indoors. Sadly, we'll probably do with a, a log yeah. fire. Actually, bloody freezing today. Um, so that's cool. That's that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, we've what else are we what else are we up to? We've we've also been doing some podcasting like yes. yourselves. So uh, our podcast is called Adam Asks, and um, we've been meeting some really inspirational people and just talking about their journey and so that's that's going to grow that's going to flourish um and we are you know london is 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 booming at the moment so we've got well both london and manchester booming we've got yeah loads of great uh, existing clients that we're partnering with helping them find great people but loads of new clients that we're, we're starting to get to know and uh, just really excited about what's around the corner on that front um and for me what my vision of success um just to 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 keep building steadily Keep seeing the people within my business flourish. Uh, I probably used that that word a few that's times okay. today, but I think it's I think that's a really important important word because I um, I get lots of satisfaction about that. So seeing them grow um, and just seeing the brand go from strength to strength, um, as I hope it is from the outside world. Nice. We always like to finish on a on a piece of advice. Um, so what would you have in your little? black book of advice for other entrepreneurs and business owners who are on the same journey as you, either a couple of years behind you yeah. or whatever it might be? Um, I think first and foremost, make sure you're doing something that you, you really love because you're, you're, you're going to be in the trenches for a long time. Mm. And being in the trenches for a long time, doing something that you're, you're only half, half-hearted into, half-heartedly into could could be uh, could could defeat you. So yeah. do something you're really passionate about and something that you're prepared to really commit to, mm-hmm. first and foremost. And uh, for me, it's about surrounding yourself with the right people. Um, we all have strengths. We all have areas areas to develop or weaknesses, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's about having the right people around you to complement the skills that you've got and that you don't have. Because as business owners or entrepreneurs, we can't have the answer to everything. No. Um, but getting the right people to help you you know, it, it's it's all part of the jigsaw puzzle. And you know what? It's bloody hard. You know, running a business is bloody hard. Um, you know, don't don't be afraid to 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 seek help. Yeah. From mentors, non execs. You know, we've had a whole variety of, of people that we've we've whose heads we've uh, we've we've tapped into just for help. Yeah. Um, so get a really good group of people around you that will will help on it on everything, um, and just keep going. You know, keep bloody going. Yeah. If you believe in what you're doing, you're having <laughs> fun. You're having fun. It's going to be a journey. Uh, you're going to experience loads of highs, but uh, loads of lows as well. But as long as you believe in what you're doing and you're smiling and laughing en route, um, that for me is is what where, where the success will come from. Lovely. Leon, I've thoroughly enjoyed um, listening to your story today and having you in the studio. Um, we hope that has... Um, put some of the pieces in the puzzle for um, some of the entrepreneurs and that as a result of listening to your story that they might get a better night's sleep. Thank you. Thanks, Ruth. <laughs>